Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, uh, the podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that phased us, raised us, and amazed us. My name is Al, and I'm here on this beautiful sunny day with my co-host Courtney. It's actually six o'clock. Okay. It's not day? That's day. Is it evening? It's a day. When is, oh, a day. When is evening? Uh, like seven, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh how convenient. <laughs> I guess it's day because it's not light. It's still light out till like nine o'clock. There's a difference between daytime and just a, a day. day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, mm. oh, am I going to take my one a day vitamin? Oh, it's after seven. Oh, I, I can't. <laughs> I can take my one a evening vitamin. <laughs> Al, that's me. <laughs> Al, that's me. Oh, no. When I take my suppies, if I don't take it by like Your 10. Suppies. Yeah, my suppies. <laughs> You little suppy puppies. Yeah, I'm a suppy puppy. I take a lot of them and to to keep my body going. Suppy puppies sounds like 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 a, a gay identity. <laughs> my pronouns are sup pup. But yeah, if it's it's after ten a.m., I don't take them. <laughs> if it's after ten a.m., yeah, yeah, it's I'm not one a morning. It's oh, you're right. Oh, this changes everything. <laughs> One day I took it too early, and then it made me tummy hurt. Oh. So I, I have, there's a thin, thin line for my suppies. I'm taking my pills all over the place. <laughs> I'm taking them whenever. The only supplement I have is a glass of wine. I'm ready. <laughs> you do have a glass of wine, and I also do. It's nice and crisp. It's nice and crisp. Kudos to our producer. Yeah, thank you for our mummy juice. I don't call it that. I do. I don't. I don't call it that. <laughs> Oh, boy. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay. So in our intro, Mm. we mentioned three different ways that ads have affected us. Oh, this is a pop quiz. No. Oh, okay. I'd fail. (laughs) (laughs) They're the ads that raised us, Mm -hmm. like that we grew up with. Yeah. Ads that amazed us, like, damn, how they do that. Yeah. Or they made us think. And then there's the third category. And I got to tell you, this ad. Oh, no. This one phased me. Oh, no. <laughs> so much so that I often, I still often think about it. <laughs> Nearly 30 years later. Oh, my God. This is a baby owl. It's baby a baby owl. It's a baby okay. owl. Here's the thing I loved about commercials growing up. Yeah. There were so many of these little guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're everywhere. Just weird little guys. Yeah, they were a lot of guys. They're here to sell you things. They are absolutely... Or, or just be your friend, right? Or just be your friend, if yeah. If you're little. They're not, they're not trying to sell you anything. Absolutely. <laughs> John Bowman, an ad man at Admiritus, explains the phenomenon of brand mascots like this. People are social and brands are inanimate. Mascots seize this gap to humanize brands and bring them to life using a character with whom people engage beyond products, benefits, and features. I thought businesses were people... Well, yes, they can be sued like a person. <laughs> yeah, is that not... I, I thought that was the law. I thought that was what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if your business is a person, then yeah. maybe you don't need a mascot. Maybe you don't need Maybe you shouldn't be allowed to have I've seen one. I like, like Quaker Oats. Yeah. Mascot is the business, right? It's Mr. Quaker. It's a Quaker. That's not the business. That's a... I assume they just have drawing a... Drawing of a Quaker man. I just assume he is the head of... No. Really? <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, weird. He's some sort of uh, quilf. 
that they've <laughs> Hell, designed. Hells yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, on the other hand, or on the same hand, rather, mm-hmm. Ken Stewart, the brain behind the Coca-Cola polar bears, mm. says that mascots have no agenda. <laughs> Well, mascots are not political or easily put into categories that might be offensive, said Stewart. Okay. So we don't un- assign them negative capabilities. They're pure. They're innocent. And that allows us to open up to them. We can empathize with them and build special... Mm. Oh, no, he says we can emphasize with them oh. and build special relationships with them. I do think he meant to say empathize, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I have a question Yeah, that. please. Which mascot has done crimes before? All of them. <laughs> Under... Un- <laughs> Under my anarchist regime? Yeah. All, all of them. them. All of them. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say the Jolly Green Giant is the most suspicious. Well, yeah. I mean, the Jolly Green Giant is doing crimes, but um, he was... The, they're not... They haven't been crimes since Lawrence v. Texas. <laughs> uh, he's actually allowed to do... <laughs> he's homosexual. <laughs> A good answer. Thank you. Thank you. I was implying he probably stepped on a couple of people. Oh, for sure. But they wanted they it. They wanted it. It was consensual. <laughs> they were like, yeah, your green feet. <laughs> that probably does it for someone, huh? Oh, for sure. Jolly green feet. <sighs> Big ones, too. <laughs> you think he has a lot of corns? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> now, here's a quote from a guy who created a mascot that I've literally never heard of. Okay. Um, and as you're about to find out, that might be an issue. Okay. <laughs> Because Brent Weldon says, Brands could spend years and Herculean budgets in the hopes of creating a connection with audiences without success. There is a massive amount of effort and rigor needed to propel them into the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah. Weldon created the mascot for the Biden-Harris 2020 campaign. What? A sentient ballot named Vody McVoterson. No, absolutely not. This is not it's real. It's true. It's true. His, his name is Vody McVoterson. It's so depressing. <laughs> And also, like, the Biden-Harris campaign had a mascot, and neither of us, fairly political people, have ever heard of it. I, I need, nay, I just, I, I need to see. Uh, it's, um, it's a white piece of paper. Yeah, he's got the little a little blue and red top, like, top. a little ballot. And then he's got a ham- he's got he's a, cheeseburger. a cheeseburger. Okay, that's nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's absolutely that's nothing. absolutely nothing. And also... I'm going to just say it. I don't think political campaigns should have mascots. I don't think, I don't think so either. That's weird. <laughs> That's I don't up. think did any other presidential. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to check. We'll have to really, I'm, this is a new, this is going to be a new fetish of mine. I mean, Nixon had his own face. <laughs> and that dog checkers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Checkers. Yeah. yeah. Which, in, which he hoisted up. Yes. He did hoist that dog. Mm-hmm, and spin it around. <laughs> like a helicopter. Yep. Finally, our last ad man to speak on the subject, yeah. Mark DeMassimo, founder and creative chief at Digo, says, People love characters because people are characters. Well. They can identify with them. Sorry, am I a mascot? <laughs> oh my God. And what am I the mascot for? My life? I like My that. rights? <laughs> I don't think I should have to do that. <laughs> no, no, I like that I'm not living my life. I'm living the idea of a life. <laughs> Please don't kill me. <laughs> I'm a little guy. I'm a little guy. Mm. <laughs> People are characters. People are characters. Everyone wears a mask. Seinfeld of- was right. <laughs> <laughs> that fucker. We're all on USA. Characters only. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> 
Oh, boy. Now, an ad man named Ken Carbone checked in with Gen Z and Millennials for an article in Print Magazine asking how they relate to mascots. Oh, my God. Nina, 20, said, When a funny mascot promotes a product, I'm more aware of being sold something. (laughs) When it's an actor or celebrity that I like, it feels more like a conversation. But when it's a created being, (laughs) then I'm suspicious. Yes. Okay. Okay, so we love these little guys. Yeah. And they're people. And we're them. Yeah. <laughs> and celebrity endorsements are genuine and non-exchange goods for services. Mm-hmm. So this all tracks so far. Uh, yes. They're people. We're them. Uh-huh. Celebrity's good. Celebrity's good. We are them. But what's the breakdown? Mm. The Gina Davis Institute of Gender and Media <laughs> did a study to examine gender and race in mascots across 500 top-selling products in 13 different consumer categories. Interesting. Including grocery, frozen foods, meat, produce, and pet care. They found that just care. 5% of their samples had mascots that were human celebrities. Yeah. Whilst 368 were human non-celebrities. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. 13% were humanoid. Yeah. And a whopping 45.2% is animals. Is animals. And then we come to the category where my heart truly lies. <laughs> other? <laughs> the 0.1% of brand mascots described as other. Yeah! <laughs> we don't know what this fucking thing Gina is. Davis over here, like, who is this? They're just picking him up, like, what is what's this? this? Why is Gina? Why is Gina Davis bullying mascots? It's a great question. Oh boy, is it the Gina Davis? The Gina Davis Institute, yeah. That she she is like the head of. Wow. And they do uh, they have a whole like uh, film festival as well. Wow, I did not know this. Yeah. Okay. Others, can you think of any others? others. Okay. Not animal. Not animal, not human. Not human. Um, hmm, the Little Caesars guy, I don't know what he is. I don't is. know what that fucking guy is. <laughs> he's just a little guy. What he's is like he? A, he's a triangle. Yeah, I mean, I would say he's humanoid. I would say he's humanoid. He wears Like clothing. by D&D terms, at least. He is, yes. <laughs> if I were to kill him, he would, <laughs> would he not bleed? How would you kill him, do you think, Little Caesar? Oh, stab him in the back. <laughs> This easy. Thank you, thank you, easy, thank you, easy, thank easy. you. Okay, not animal, not humanoid. How about gritty? <laughs> yeah, gritty counts. Yeah, gritty counts for <laughs> he's sure. Not, he's yeah. Not, he is neither. <laughs> or Murph, the new Nerf mascot. Yeah, Murph the I mean, Nerf. he might be humanoid. Is, is yeah. gritty humanoid? No. Okay, is humanoid like you have arms and legs? I think, I do think that gritty and, and Murph are both other. And then, so Mr. Peanut would be humanoid he has arms and legs i'm not saying arms and legs means humanoid okay <laughs> you can okay this is interesting uh i think those are really all others hard. to me those are others to me those are others to you okay unless it's like other is like something that's so unclassifiable <laughs> i think murph might be that i feel like yeah i like murph i like murph a lot too, i like yeah. absolutely i've fallen in love with this nerf this nerf creature yeah i can't think of anything that He's like so many wangle dangles he does i can you imagine him moving <laughs> i would love to imagine him moving <laughs> i'm doing it right now it rules. <laughs> there it goes um i'm having a hard time thinking about a mascot that does not have arms and legs no but i don't i don't think arms and legs is the definer of what's humanoid what would be what would because you animals as? have arms and legs <laughs> You know what I mean? I guess like the sun-kissed fish. Yeah. The, wait, no, the tuna guy. You know the tuna? Yeah, sure. The tuna. Yeah. Charlie, Charlie Tuna. Mm-hmm. He's got arms, but a fin. But he's an animal. But he's an animal. Oh, this is a real brain scratcher. <laughs> this is actually a really good topic for like a party. Oh, like, yeah. Like can you name a mascot if that's not a human I or animal? ever went to those. <laughs> 
We go to brunch. Yeah, that's true. Come on. Sometimes we go to brunch. Sometimes we go to brunch. <laughs> so, okay. Sometimes a weird fucked up little guy comes out of nowhere. Oh my God, I'm so excited. He just comes out of the beautiful mindscape of a boomer. Yeah. And who's an ad executive, obviously. Yeah. And sometimes you've actually got a whole roster of them. Fucked up little guys. Oh my God. But okay. you still need fresh blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 1968, okay. on the 250th anniversary of the founding of San Antonio, Texas, okay. the Hemisphere oh, yeah. opened two days after the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, Here's a big sphere! <laughs> Everything's fine! Everything's bad. As the official 1968 World's Fair, the Hemisphere mm. boasted pavilions from 30 nations and 15 corporations. Mm. One of <laughs> also nations. <laughs> also nations and people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. One of those corporations, Coca-Cola, mm. featured in its pavilion a marionette show for adults. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Will you tell me marionette show for Not adults? Not like triple X adults. I don't okay. know why. Okay. I don't know how they classified it. Okay. Maybe they were swears. <laughs> Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Among the cast of characters was a friendly dragon named Luther. Oh. The marionette show was such a hit that Luther became the official symbol of the 1968 World's Fair. Oh. But his rising star and his political career what? wouldn't stop there. What? <laughs> Where are we? What year? Oh, this is 1968. Okay. Calculating. Calculating. <laughs> calculating. Get, get your abacus out. I got it. Okay. I'm here. Created by iconic television creators, Sid and Marty Croft. <gasps> oh my god, I was going to ask if it was a Croft production. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Luther the Dragon would get a name change and a promotion before appearing as the titular character in the 1969 <gasps> live-action children's series, H.R. Puffin Stuff. He, oh, it's the orange guy. <laughs> the, he's orange and he has a big head? Yeah, he's got a, the giant circular head. That's supposed to be a dragon? Yeah, that's a dragon, man. No, that's a dragon Sid and, and Marty. a mayor. Sid... <laughs> Oh, Sid and Marty was on so many drugs. They're on so many drugs. God. <laughs> Lord. Oh. Performed by Robert Gamonet and voiced by Lenny Weinrib, H.R. carried his Texas twang and cowboy boots into yeah. his new role as Dragon Mayor of Living Island. Living Island. Living Island. A touchstone for boomers and late Gen Xers, Puff and Stuff raised a generation, but yeah. it wasn't long before another mascot tried to bite his style, allegedly. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, I'm sorry, I'm still floored that he's a dragon. Yeah, he's a dragon, man. He's not, it, absolutely It calls not. a lot of things into question, <laughs> as we're about to find out. <laughs> I thought he was like a pumpkin guy. No. He a dragon. MFR's a dragon. MFR. <laughs> It's a family show. <laughs> Another illustrious and delicious member of the public service, McDonald Land's Mayor McCheese hit the scene in 1971. You know what? I see the resemblance already. Well? A big head. Yep, that's okay. about it. <laughs> With a top hat, diplomat sash, and pince-nez glasses, yeah. McCheese's voice was inspired by Ed Wynn, an mm. early 1900s vaudeville star. Love Ed Wynn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably his most familiar role for our audience would be the Mad Hatter in Disney's Alice in Wonderland. Ooh. His unique vocal style has been emulated for a slew of animated characters like Hanna-Barbera's Wally Gator, yeah. as well as mo more modern characters like King Candy and Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He is iconic, and people don't 
know where that voice came from, but they know the voice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking about this. Yeah. I'm thinking about Mayor McCheese. I'm thinking about H.R. Puffin stuff. Keep thinking. Okay. <laughs> but even classic McDonald's mascot Ronald himself mm. couldn't save Mayor McCheese from claims of plagiarism. Yeah, you know what? I see it. I absolutely see it. In 1973, Sid and Marty Croft sued McDonald's, claiming the entire McDonald land premise plagiarized the series H.R. Puffin stuff, specifically claiming that Mayor McCheese was an infringement on the Living Island's Dragon Mare. Mm. The jury found in favor of the Crofts, and yeah. McDonald's was ordered to pay the brothers 50 grand, followed by an additional million when the case what? was reassessed by the Ninth Court of Appeals. Holy moly! You know what? I don't see it. You don't see it? They got really? big round heads, but one's a dragon, one's a cheeseburger. They speak one's... completely differently. I Number one, one's not a dragon. If you look at them side by side, it's negligible. So for me, for me, and this is where maybe like the judge went in... H.R. Puffin stuff has a little tongue hanging out, mm-hmm. and Mayor McCheese has a little cheese hanging out. And that's, like, a very iconic thing. I I don't I don't agree. I okay. don't agree with okay. the ruling. Okay. And okay. I'm going to take it to the Supreme Court, and they're going to say, you don't have any fucking rights. <laughs> they're like, oh, you come to us? You can't marry now. Yeah. Sorry. So you're going to be executed on sight. <laughs> but, but, but I just want to know about Mayor McCheese. But I'm a character. <laughs> Oh, my God. I think Ed Wynn should sue, frankly. <laughs> well, it, interestingly, um, the H.R. Puffin Stuff theme song, which is a, a real yeah, bop. it's fucking dope. Uh, credits Paul Simon because oh. he sued them <laughs> because he claimed it, it infringed on his song, The 59th Street Shuffle. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe Sid and Marty Croft is like, fuck. Paul Simon's up our ass. We need some money He's a somewhere. fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> I just, they're just, they... They're, they're hosties. My God. That's, it's incredible, the My stuff they've God. done. It's incredible. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. I can see why people would want to emulate it. Absolutely. Especially a cheeseburger. <laughs> a cheesed burger. I didn't know he sounded like Edwin. Yeah, he does. He's very much like... Are we going to see a commercial with him? No. Oh. <laughs> not this guy. Ow! <laughs> it's not niche enough. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> this is not something I find on Tumblr at 2 a.m. Oh, this is not from Tumblr. Oh, this no? is from my heart. Oh, buddy. Okay. So after the Puffin Stuff debacle... Yes. McDonald's needed to... Stuff debacle... <laughs> I wish I had a puff and stuff debacle in my life, frankly. <laughs> Don't we all? You know they had a theme park? Oh, Or really? they tried to have a theme park? Okay, well. Yeah. I'll do an ad creep about it. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> cool. Uh, so McDonald's needed to find a new creative direction for their mascots. Yeah. And they found one in artist Rich Seidelman and writer Barbara Fallon of the Leo Burnett Agency. Okay. The pair started working with the brand in the early 70s, but they were elevated to the brand's designated art director and writer in 1979, the year the, the Croft lawsuit was settled. Mm, okay. The period between 1979 mm. and 2001, in which Rich and Barbara were the creative leads, was a real heyday for McDonald's. Is this land. like fried kid, fry kids? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Introducing a variety of fun and colorful characters like Birdie the Early Bird, the Happy Meal Gang, yeah. the McNugget Buddies. Yeah, okay. I was just thinking the McNugget Buddies. 
Love them. Love them. Love, Love them. them. You could get one of the toys in a Happy Meal where the Magnetic Buddies, and they had clothing. Yeah. Like, you could I pop remember them. Those, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have a picture I'll show you, and then I'll post on our Twitter of Rich Saddleman and two of the other guys that he was working with, like, behind the scenes of a commercial or, a, you know, something where they were filming with the Magnetic Buddies, yeah. and it's the cutest picture I've ever seen in my fucking life. Oh, my life. gosh. They have to see it later. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Really they were good. puppets, too. Like, yeah. they were all puppets. You know, I think I think brands need to get back into puppets. I agree. I really if anywhere if you're going to spend money, go get a puppet. Yeah. Please. Please. Go get a puppet. Go get a puppet. <sighs> Other characters introduced Bernice and Ronald McDonald's dog Sunday. <laughs> That's cute. I like that. I like that a lot. That's a really good name for a dog. Yeah. Sunday. Sunday. Okay, that. next dog. Next dog. <laughs> Timbits out. Sunday's in. Ronald McDonald's dog Sunday was performed by Vern Troyer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. What did it look like? I assume it was like a was it a big dog? Did you see any commercials of them? Uh, not commercials, but we'll talk about what he was in, and it was a little horrifying. Oh no! Oh no! No. <laughs> Sunday, such a good name for a dog. Very good name. Remind when when my old when this dog dies. <laughs> In like twenty years, <laughs> Courtney, you can't ask this of me. <laughs> you have to remind me. Oh no, the Fry Kids also still up. In yeah, the mix. love a Fry Kid. Uh, as well as Hamburglar and Grimace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all there. Um, with the community in McDonald Land thriving, these characters mm-hmm. made their very first jump to animation in 1998. Yes, I remember. It's kind of like Class B. What's the Rugrats? Wow, uh, Klasky Supo. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's very like dirty. You know it's what I mean? Dirty, like dirty animation. It's, it's like crisp lines, kind of like fuzzy. I think it's crisp. Is it crisp? Yeah. Oh, I guess you're the animation guy. <laughs> I call it crisp. It's kind of weird. They were weird looking. They looked like um the wild thornberries. Yeah. Do you remember them? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of weird actually that they looked like them. Oh why? Um, so these characters made their very very first jump to animation in 1998. Yeah. In a series of six 40 minute direct to video cartoons called The Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald. Oh my god. The miniseries was produced by 90s animation powerhouse Klasky Supo. Oh my god. <laughs> the creators of millennial childhood tables like Rugrats, ah, real monsters, yeah. and the wild thornberries. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hells, yes, nailed it. You nailed it. Nailed you it. Nailed it. Oh my god, <sighs> oh. that made me feel real good. Yeah, actually. you should be. Yeah, you nailed yeah. it. Uh, it featured a live-action opening and yeah. traditional animation in the Klasky Supo House style. Yeah. And the show was released on VHS, available exclusively at McDonald's. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm, Back mm-hmm. then when they had VHS tapes. Oh, God. those chunky bastards. Fuck. Also, I gotta give it to McDonald's with the VHS tapes, the, like, real glasses, like what they did for Batman yeah. Forever. And they also, I remember Muppet Christmas Carol, they had, like, real big, like, Stuffies, like huge stuffies you could buy. Yeah. Oh, I love sick. those. Okay, like it was baby, like baby Piggy and baby Kermit, but dressed up as, as um the Carol characters. Oh, nice. Why they got to bring that back? Okay, okay, you're putting a lot of demands on the industry today. <laughs> <laughs> Make VHS tapes, McDonald's, you cowards. <laughs> In a press release, mm-hmm. a McDee's executive said, "Do you s- call them McDee's?" Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm parched. And it takes less time to say. Let me have a sip of my wine. Have a sip of your wine. My wine. <laughs> I've finished mine. <laughs> so this executive said, we see this as a great opportunity to create a more meaningful relationship between Ronald and kids. You can't say that. You cannot. Hey, you cannot say you that. You absolutely can't fucking say absolutely that. Absolutely <laughs> It's not okay. <laughs> but the character I want to talk about 
Okay. Only had a scant few minutes of screen time oh in one god. episode of these specials. Oh my god, Al! An episode called The Visitors from Outer Space. Al. Okay. I was surprised to find any information on this character at all. Okay. Having only appeared in a handful of commercials. Yeah. But I was delighted to discover that Rich Seidelman has put a lot of time and effort into cataloging his McDonald Land career on both Facebook and Instagram under the name Filming in McDonald Land. Bless. So do check that out. Yes, absolutely. So I would like to talk to you about a character that is, if not near to my heart, okay. then at least dangerously close to it. Okay. Like Mayor McCheese, he is a consummate professional. Look, he definitely isn't, but he does have a business card. He has a business card. Yeah. Does he sound like Edwin? No. Okay. (laughs) Well, okay. Folks, I am Hungry, VP of Snacking, one of two McDonald Land characters to be CGI animated, first debuted in 1998. What? (laughs) You not seen this guy? I must have. (laughs) I am Hungry. This guy lives up here. (laughs) I'm pointing to my head, listeners. I am. I am. I'm. I am. I am. Oh, hungry. Two two words. Okay. I am hungry. Oh my god, McDonald's, <laughs> you lazy bastards. <laughs> Looking like a sick koosh ball, I am hungry's motivations are similar to that of Crazy Craving, the honeycomb creature. Yeah. But unlike that freeloader, I am hungry as a fucking job. <laughs> oh my god. A page from the McDonaldland style guide posted by Seidelman describes the character as an aggressive, demanding, edgy, and outrageous fuzzball who's all appetite, especially for McDonald's food. I am hungry does not snatch food out of anyone's hand. He just wears them down until he gets what he wants. Okay, your description of him, I have I have no idea what he's like. <laughs> so exactly. I have no idea what he's like. <laughs> so exactly. Have I ever seen him before? I don't know. I did work so he was in he was in the VHS tapes. He was in a very brief scene in one episode. But he was in the commercials as well. Yeah, he had a couple commercials that ran, I think a lot, based on the amount yeah, that I remember. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I wonder if I know this this little guy. This little guy? Okay. I Am Hungry speaks in a gravelly voice, repeating his name in a demand for food, so Pokemon style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He may not oh, be... Oh, okay. He may not be the most polite character in McDonald Land, but nobody has to worry about leftovers when he's on the scene. <laughs> Voiced by Jeff Lupatin, this fuzzy little fucker has lived rent-free in my mind since childhood, just oh banging God. around in there. It's time to let him out. <laughs> That's what Ekus is for. So he was, he was just hungry. He was hungry. That's it. And he's gonna get, he's gonna fucking pester you until he gets food. Oh, that's it. And he only says his name. He only says his name. Okay. 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 So for this commercial, Seidelman actually posted the storyboards to his page explaining oh that they were going for a broad Looney Tunes style humor. Okay. <laughs> uh, Rich, I think you nailed it, buddy. I can't wait. Oh my God. I'm really excited. <laughs> if you want to see this ad, um, and I recommend it because if you've never heard of this little creature before, I think you need to see it in person, correct? Oh, absolutely. Um, so that you can understand what I mean when I say he looks like a sick koosh ball. <laughs> uh, you can go to our sources. Please, please, please. We'll return after these messages. I am hungry. Look. Who's that? I am hungry. What? See that? No, no, no. I am hungry. Oh, that's his name. You got it. Give me food. Oh, yeah. Not so fast. Who turned out the lights? Ooh, nice shorts. Yeah. Tui. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Heads up. Come on. I want lunch. That was close. Oh, nurse. Let's get rid of this pest. Give me food. Give me All food. Right. One cheeseburger mm. to go. What? No fries. Oh. Welcome back to the show. 
Yeah. 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 Um, okay, I do remember that commercial. Good. Good. As you should. Um, nothing. No. You don't no. You don't feel anything. I don't feel for this man. You feel man. nothing at all for I this feel, man. I feel, as a little guy. <laughs> He's <and> other. <laughs> He's other. Other is little guy. Yeah, little I guy is other. Str- I cannot stress this enough. Little guy is other. Um, he is floating. Yeah. Green. Green mm-hmm. is an interesting choice, but I guess we're in the Nickelodeon era. Yeah. It's, he's very slime colored. He's fuzzy. Yes. And he's kind of, you know, kind of annoying. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> okay. I'm, I don't love this man. No, you don't love him. I simply cannot get him out of my head. I am hungry. He will not leave me alone. <laughs> You're haunted. Yes. You're haunted that by is him. That, yes, I am haunted by okay, him. Okay, okay. I see it. I see it. I see it. I remember this commercial because I remember the I am hungry goes at, he goes at McDonald's. He gets in his suit and he says nice shorts. Yeah. Oh, that's rude. (laughs) That's not consensual. And then when he hits the wall and peels off, he says, oh, nurse. Oh, did he say (laughs) nurse? I also love when he goes at Ronnie, Ronnie McDonnie and uh, he carves out like a reverse Yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's classic. When Looney Tunes character said nurse, that was sexual. No, that's hello nurse. Because, well, it, uh, is hello nurse and oh nurse not on the same wavelength? Did Looney I think t- Looney Tunes characters had an inherent sexuality for nurses. Yes, yes, yes. The Animaniacs as well. Because she was hello. What? Hello Purposely. nurse. Purposely. Yes, absolutely. Um... Just nothing. Just you don't feel. You're not bouncing I'm anything flaccid, off it. Ba- I'm flaccid, baby. <laughs> I'm absolutely flaccid. I guess this was a. I I see him as a a other. Yeah. In that, what the fuck? What is the fuck he? is he? But also, like, why? Yeah. Why I don't, are you I don't know. needed? Why are you absolutely <laughs> here? What's your purpose? They had so many hits already. They had so. You had the Hamburglar. You have Grimace. Why don't you use Grimace? You have Birdie. You have a disgraced mare that you're not allowed to use anymore. <laughs> Do you really need this guy? Well, apparently not, because he didn't last long. Did you see him in the VHS, like in the cartoon? I like looked for it. I never watched that. I didn't, ha- oh, didn't okay. see the cartoon as a yeah. kid, but I looked for it. It was very, sh- very, very short. Brief. I think that's for the best. Yeah. Can I tell you, he is very kooky crisp. He is. No, no, no. No, no, you, no. It's me want honeycomb you're thinking of. It's me want honeycomb. You are thinking of me want honeycomb. He is me want honeycomb. Well, he's not. He's not me But want he kind of is. If you just, me want honeycomb is better. <laughs> If you don't, if you turn him not green. The reason I like him is that he's worse. <laughs> I, and I assume Meanwhile Honeycomb is during this era. It was too. in 1995, so two years earlier. Two, they just fucking copied that. <laughs> don't say that. Meanwhile Honeycomb should sue. Should partner up with Sid and Marty. Oh, and someone will sue them for something, and someone yeah. will sue that person for something. Like, everyone's just fucking stealing from each other. Can I say he also had, um, uh, what's the frog? The bad frog that we hate. Oh, Michigan. No. Not the racist. Oh, I also hate a him. A different bad frog. The, the, but he's not a frog. Ding, 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 ba ding, ba ding, ding. Crazy, crazy frog. Crazy frog, frog. yeah. Yeah, he does I, have crazy frog rhymes. He has fig- I just, I can't abide by this. But these. he doesn't have his dick out like crazy frog. Oh, he could. He's just all fuzzy. He's all fuzzy. Well, but by that nature, it's not out. It's not out. It's not out. He's not presenting. Mm-hmm. He's not presenting. I, 
I can see why you have this ad stuck in your thing. <laughs> because if you pause it at a time, you say, you say, Courtney, what's the next line? I could have told you. Yeah. Um, have I forgotten about this ad? Absolutely. Has it unearthed something within me? Maybe. We'll find out. <laughs> I think this is an ad indicative of of 19, 1990s. Yeah, for sure. Um, very, like, Nickelodeon-esque. Yeah. Which I'm not, wall. I'm a fan, I'm a, I was Nickelodeon. Yeah, fan, you were so a I Nick get kid it. for I get sure. It, I get it. So it's 2022. It is in fact 2022. <laughs> and you've, you've brought me in an abomination. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. What am I going to do with this little guy? I don't know. It's up to you. I think we have to, I do, I am nostalgic for the Nickelodeon era. Okay. For the little guy. Yeah. Era. So I do think we need to bring in I'm Hungry. Yeah. I think we need to bring him back. To McDonald's? Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. They're, they're, well, they're like, why not? Why the fuck not? <laughs> we're, we're loving it. But I, th- <laughs> I think we need to give him... So back then, it was like 1990s attitude. Yeah. I think we need to give him 2022 attitude. Oh, no. <laughs> I think he's a Zoomer now. Oh, no. I think he's... <laughs> Instead of green, green was like slime, Nickelodeon slime. Yeah. Green was 1990s. He's he's pastel tie dye now. He's this guy's gonna be on TikTok, isn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. And 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 brother, he's vaping. <laughs> of course he is. He's vaping, uh, and he's there. And you know what? He's like, I'm hungry, but I don't give a fuck. I'm hungry. I'm gonna order McDonald's gonna, on DoorDash. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> he's at home. <laughs> On his couch. Where he should be. Where he should be. And McDonald is Ronnie Ronnie and the kid, I guess. Yeah. They're like at the McDonald's like, where the fuck is I where is he? And they He's, get a call. He's like, Is this Uber Eats? <laughs> I am hungry is at home and is ordering McDonald's at home. Yeah, he's ordering clown dash. Yeah, I think clown dash. This is announcing McDonald's new Uber Eats. <laughs> Where it's just McDonald's. You can only order McDonald's. It's called Clown Dash. It's called Clown Dash. 14 guys bring it to your house in one car. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They come out and each one of them holds a nugget. (laughs) And and the last guy holds like all the dips. And that's it. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Because folks, who eats inside of McDonald's now? No one. (sighs) Absolutely no one. The last time I went inside of McDonald's, it was 2000. I don't know, but they didn't even have people inside. They just have a screen you order from. Yeah. That's bonkers. It's safe. It's safety. <laughs> so they, they give you your fries and I am hungry is like, I guess I'm hungry and just consumes because you need calories today. You've forgotten to eat. The fries are cold, but it's something inside. Here's the thing. I am hungry is hungry because he just smoked so, so much, much weed. weed. Absolutely. And then Absolutely. His, his new roommate, I've got the munchies, <laughs> comes in. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. That's funny. I think, you know what? If McDonald's did this, yeah. I think it would be. I think kids would like it. I think kids would like it. Um, especially now that Jewel has <laughs> signed on. Yeah. Signed on. Uh, um, and then quickly signed off because they're illegal now. Yeah. And then also, I think they could maybe get a deal with Nerf and like Murph oh. and I'm hungry could date. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Murph is here. He's like the chill guy, like yeah. chill, solid guy that I am hungry needs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If 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 the if pickup is too slow, Murph's out. Yeah, he's, he's gonna go pick up the McDonald's for you. You know he's got a driver's license. Fuck. Unlike yes. I am hungry. <laughs> Wait, is that you and me? Is this yeah. you and me? <laughs> 
am, I'm, I am hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry, too. You do feed me every time I come to your I house. Do. <laughs> I'm the Murph in your life. I don't know about this. And I will drive you places. Okay. Oh, thank you for... Thank you for something I literally have not thought about in, like since I was maybe 13. You're so welcome. I'm sorry that you think about this every waking hour. Maybe now I won't. We'll maybe. S- I'll we'll update see. you. We'll I'll see. keep okay, you updated. Okay. okay. Um, Al, for a local ad, Yeah. I have some summertime fun in the sun. I'm so excited. This is Hunt Pier from New Jersey. You ready? Hunt Pier. I just met Pier. Thank you. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, folks. Let's all go where the fun is. Take a special day or plan a weekend trip and visit the number one family fun stop on the Jersey Shore, Hunt's Pier. Located on the main boardwalk from Poplar to Juniper Avenues in Wildwood by the Sea, New Jersey. Hunt's Pier is now open from 12.30 p.m. till midnight daily. On Hunt's Pier, there are thrilling rides and entertainment for all, for the young and those who like to feel young again. There's whirling fun and sky-high fun, from the fire coaster to the satellite jets. There's talk-of-the-walk rides, such as the Golden Nugget Mine Ride, Jungle Land, and the Pirate Ship Skewer. Thrill-seekers ride the Himalaya, the Tip Top, the El Scrambler, and the Hot Rides. It's true. Families find more fun at Hunt's Pier, the oceanic wonderland on the Wildwood Boardwalk. Wow. <sighs> Hunt Pier. Hunt's Pier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah? There's only one thing this commercial makes me what? know. And I'm going to do a free ad for another podcast. Okay. Which is... Um, oh, I know which one. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, my favorite actual play podcast, Friends of the Table, yeah. uh, recently did a big fundraiser. And they, as one of their goals that they hit, they put out the full series of episodes of these Bluff City episodes. Yes. Um, Bluff City is their like fictional oh, New Jersey so location. So good. And they're, it's a game where they play a bunch of teenagers on their last summer on the pier on a New Jersey-like shore. Yeah. And it is set in the 1890s. <laughs> and it, it goes... Absolutely buck wild. And if you like all the things that we talk about on this show, you will love this. You will love it. You will love it. So the, I'm going to put a link when I post this, but uh, you should absolutely check it Hans out. Hans Pier has the 1970s version of Bluff City. Yeah. And absolutely. on the show, they actually mentioned Elsie the cow. Do they really? Uh, yeah. Oh, we should team up or something. <laughs> I don't know if they'd have us. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, not us. I am hungry and nerd. We're nerf. scrubs. We are scrubs. Uh, if you have a local ad that you want us to admire, you need to email us at creeps at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at adcreeps. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a Kofi that's we linked sure on our do. Twitter. If you liked this episode, you if this is something you haven't thought about in years and years and years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hey, maybe drop us a dollar or something. It helps with our hosting fees. I bet you we, like, Manchurian candidated someone. Oh, uh, someone was <laughs> activated by this, for sure. <laughs> Oh, I love it. <laughs> I think that's it. Cool. Uh, until next time, we, we are signing off. Mm, but first, word for my spouse.